This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now I have heard everything because apparently the moon is shrinking. Lunar shrinkage. It's actually a thing. And actually the ground on the moon isn't as stable as we think. It's susceptible to quite a few geological events like earthquakes. Well, I guess moonquakes. And yet here we are ready to go back to the moon and establish bases there. Well, Dr. Tom Waters is a planetary scientist at the Smithsonian Institute's National Air and Space Museum and joins us now. Dr. Waters, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. How is the moon shrinking? Well, it, the moon, uh, contrary to most people uh, thinking about the moon, the moon is still an active body. It still has a very hot interior that is cooling down. And as it cools, uh, it shrinks internally. And then the crust, the outermost layer, has to adjust to that change in volume. So that causes um, these very small thrust faults that occur all over the moon. These are faults that are that are the result of the contraction. And we've looked at those globally, and it turns out when you look at all of them, it amounts to about 160 feet of uh, change in the diameter of the moon. So, yeah, the diameter, not circumference, over probably the last, 10 uh, to 100 million years. So it's not very much. You're never going to notice it. Right. But it, it does sound like this, even the surface of the moon is a little more unstable than we realize. Well, we have from the Apollo seismometers uh, that were, again, de- deployed by the uh, Apollo astronauts 50 years ago, we know that the moon is seismically, seismically active and we reanalyzed that data. Uh, from those seismometers and found that we could connect them to these young faults, these young contractional faults. So it's not so much, uh, again, a a danger to the Artemis astronauts uh, that will be going to the moon hopefully here in a couple of years. It's more of an issue for long-term bases. Uh, Just like on Earth, uh, you know, you don't worry about walking around on the San Andreas fault that you're going to be necessarily hit by an earthquake as you're just walking around the area. If you build a house on the San Andreas, then you have something else to worry about because in the long run, you're probably eventually, the probability is you're going to have an earthquake. And that's the same thing on the moon. The the real concern is more for long-term habitats on the moon uh, rather than short-term missions like the Artemis missions. Okay, are we planning though? Keep in mind. Right, are we planning then for those longer term things? We are. <clears throat> we are. The idea is now to go back to the moon and stay there. Um, so yes, long term habitats are being uh, discussed and planned. And that's the kind of thing we've never done something like that before. Are we kind of uh, behind on this one? We had a lot of time to plan this. 
No, I, I wouldn't say that we're behind on it. I think it's just a natural evolution of where we've been going with our exploration of space. That the moon is ultimately going to be a stepping stone to get to to a Mars mission. Um, and so I think it's just it's just a natural progression of us moving outward in the solar system. But what is the difference between like going planning for a surface kind of dwelling on Mars versus planning for that on the moon? Those two things seem like with the atmospheres and everything, they'd be very different. They will be to an extent on the moon. You have to worry about um, uh, energetic events coming from the sun. So you want to be in a situation where you can actually go to a shielded area if you need to, if there's a large solar flare, you wouldn't have that much of a worry on Mars because uh, it's just because of the distance, the increased distance from the sun and the atmosphere does give you some protection on Mars um, from those kind of events. And Mars has an ionosphere, which the moon does not have. Right. So you talk, yeah, it would be, it, yeah, it would be different, but but not radically. Right. You, you talked about like, you know, the buildings have to be able to withstand the kind of disruption like a moonquake or something or something like that. Right. So how do we how does a moonquake differ perhaps from an earthquake? Like how does gravity impact that? Yeah, a moonquake, even a, a moderate scale moonquake, like one of the most powerful quakes that that we recorded from the Apollo seismometers occurred near the South Pole. And it was about a five on the Richter scale. And that may not seem uh, like much compared to to some of the larger earthquakes uh, that occur here on this planet. But because you have uh, the, you know, one sixth the gravity on the moon, even a moderate amount of shaking from an earthquake is going to feel very different and it lasts much longer on the moon than it does on the earth. Typically an earthquake will last minutes at most on the moon. They can last for hours. Really? Um, and so, yeah, it, it, even a five, if you're walking along on the moon, a five on the Richter scale could knock you off your feet if you're close enough to the source. But not on earth. No, no, you wouldn't expect to be to be knocked off your feet by a five. It'll feel you'll feel it, but not it, enough to really make you, uh, you know, bring you off your feet. Dr. Waters, this is a pretty exciting time, isn't it? For all of the potential for this establishing bases on places like the moon and Mars. Oh, it is. We just had a successful launch of intuitive machines uh, probe to going to that will land near the South Pole of the Moon. So that's really good news that that launch went well and everything seems to be good right now for uh, us landing on the Moon sometime around the 22nd of February. Mm, looking forward to it. Uh, thanks so much for talking to us about it today. Oh, my pleasure. Appreciate that. Dr. Tom Waters is a planetary scientist at the Smithsonian Institute's National Air and Space Museum. We are going back to the moon. So, yes, we do have to think about things like moonquakes and the unstable surface there. And I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. You should watch For All Mankind on Apple TV. Great show about going to the moon and beyond to Mars in the latest season, actually, that just wrapped up there. I love that show.